0: Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center. It's in Random Lake, Wisconsin, Sheboygan County. Sheboygan, yeah, Sheboygan County, Wisconsin. There we go. Uh, it's good to come with you, come to you, I should say, this day. What is it? Friday, September 10th, 2021, for our congregation of prayer. I suppose I'm a little distracted. Seems like where's my mind today? Um, we come to you each morning to study God's word, to work through some texts in catechesis so that we better understand how all scripture, including um, the book of 1 Samuel, testifies of Jesus Christ as we've been doing, all right? As Jesus himself begs us to do when he says all scripture testifies of me, to to see him. Uh, Let's see, anything else important? Thanks for those of you who joined us yesterday for the funeral service for Janice Lippert. Um, I think we had actually quite a great attendance, um, both at the visitation, but especially at the service. And the the family was quite appreciative of um, the, well, encouraging words that the congregation provided and the voice, lending their voices in song and in confession and in prayer with um, those who were grieving the death of Janice. So thank you for that. All right, I don't see anybody else checking in, so let's get going with our devotion. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. May say our memory verse for this week. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments his praise endures forever. Psalm 111, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. All right. We say our psalm for this week together. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants looked to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid servant to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he has mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have had more than enough of contempt. Our soul has had more than enough of the scorn of those who are at ease, of the contempt of the proud. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning,
1: is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our first reading today is
0: the letter to uh, St. Timothy by St. Paul, now chapter 6. Let as many bondservants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor so that the name of God and his doctrine may not be blasphemed. And those who have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather serve them because those things are benefited. Are bene- those who are benefited, I should say, are believers and beloved. Teach and exhort these things. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, For we have brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. All right, again, this is Paul uh, exhorting his young pupil, um, under-shepherd, a pastor under Paul, in a sense, one of his students, um, who then is set over the church in hmm, Ephesus, I think? Is that where Timothy is placed? I can't remember. Um, With, again, pastoral instruction. um, How... Who pastors a pastor? Here it's Paul pastoring Timothy on how to be a pastor, right? Um, and note the, um, the ones who depart from wholesome words, meaning uh, especially the words of Jesus Christ and the doctrine which accords with godliness, what happens to them? Well, I think we can look about and see what happens when men seek their own wisdom over the wisdom of the scriptures, namely the wisdom of Jesus Christ, who is Jesus Christ. Right? They become proud, knowing nothing, being obsessed with disputes and arguments over words. I mean, this sounds like our political schemes, doesn't it? From which come envy, strife, reviling, evil suspicions, useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth. Boy, if that doesn't seem like our political class, I don't know what does. Useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. Right? From such, withdraw yourself. Uh, of course, then there are many other expressions there that are important, right? Um, The love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, right? Uh, Of course, we're going to hear that here in our story today from 1 Samuel chapter 25. So let's go ahead with that. This is our reading for catechesis. Now, there was a man in Maon whose business was in Carmel. And the man was very rich. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife, Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful appearance. But the man was harsh and evil in his doings. He was of the house of Caleb. When David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep, David sent ten young men, and David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel, go to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And thus you shall say to him who lives in prosperity, Peace be to you, peace to your house, and peace to all that you have. Now I have heard that you have shearers. Your shepherds were with us, and we did not hurt them, nor was there anything missing from them all the while they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore let my young men find favor in your eyes, for we come on a feast day. Please give whatever comes to your hand to your servants and to your son David. So, when David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal according to all the words, these words, in the name of David, and waited. Then Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David, and who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays who break away, each from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat and that I have killed for my shears and give it to men, when I do not know where they, come, they are from? So David's young men turned on their heels and went back, and they came and told him all these words. And then David said to his men, Every man gird on his sword. So every man girded on his sword, and David also girded on his sword. And about 400 men went with David, and 200 stayed with the supplies. Now one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he reviled them. But the men were very good to us, and were not hurt nor did we miss anything as long as we accompanied them when we were in the fields. They were a wall to us both by night and day, all the time we were in with them keeping the sheep. Now therefore know and consider what, we, what you will do, for harm is determined against our master and against all his household, for he is such a scoundrel that one cannot speak to him. Then Abigail made haste and took two hundred loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, five sayas of roasted grain, one hundred clusters of raisins, and two hundred cakes of figs, and loaded them on donkeys. And she said to her servants, Go on before me, see I am coming after you. But she did not tell her, her husband Nabal. So it was, as she rode on the donkey, that she went down under cover of the hill, and there were David and his men coming down toward her, and she met them. Now David had said, Surely in vain I have protected all that this fellow has in the wilderness so that nothing was missed of all that belongs to him, and he has repaid me evil for good. May God do so, and more so to the enemies of David, if one, if I leave one male of all who belong to him by morning light. Now, when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly from the donkey, fell on her face before David, and bowed down to the ground. So she fell at his feet and said, On me, my lord, on me, let this iniquity be. And please let your servant, maidservant speak in your ears and hear the words of your maidservant. Please let not my lord regard this scoundrel Nabal. For as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my lord whom you sent. Now therefore, my lord, as the lord lives and as your soul lives, since the lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hand, Now then, let your enemies and those who seek harm for my Lord be as Nabal. And now this present which your maidservant has brought to my Lord, let it be given to the young men who follow my Lord. Please forgive the trespass of your maidservant, for the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house, because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord, and evil is not found in you throughout your days. Yet a man has risen to pursue you and seek your life, but the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living of the living with the Lord your God, and the lives of your enemies he shall sling out as from the pocket of a sling. And it shall come to pass, when the Lord has done for my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you, and has appointed you ruler over Israel, that this will be no grief to you, nor offense of heart to my Lord. Either that you have shed blood without cause, or that my Lord has avenged himself. But when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, then remember your maid servant. And David said to Abigail, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, who sent you to me this day to meet me. And blessed is your advice, and blessed are you, because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed and from avenging myself. With my own hand. <coughs> Excuse me. With my own hand. For indeed, as the Lord God of Israel lives, who has kept me back from hurting you, unless you have, had hurried and come to meet me, surely by morning light no males would have been left to Nabal. So David received from her hand what she had brought him, and said to her, Go in peace to your house. See, I have heeded your voice and respected your person. Now Abigail went to Nabal, and there he was, holding a feast in his house like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was was merry within him, for he was very drunk. Therefore she told him nothing, little or much, until morning light. So it was in the morning when the wine had gone from Nabal, and his wife had told him these things, that his heart died within him and became like a stone. Then it happened after about ten days that the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. So when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord who has pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal and has kept his servant from evil. For the Lord has returned the wickedness of Nabal on his own head. And David sent and proposed to Abigail to take her as his wife. When the servants of David had come to Abigail at Carmel, they spoke to her saying, David sent us to you to ask you to become his wife. Then she arose, bowed her face to the earth, and said, Here is your maidservant, a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. So Abigail rose in haste and rode on a donkey, attended by five of her maidens, and she followed the messengers of David and became his wife. David also took Ahinoam of Jezreel, and so both of them were his wives. But Saul had given Michal his daughter, David's wife, to Palti, the son of Laish, who was from Ghalim. Of course, that will cause some problems, but we'll get to that another time. Okay, um, it's a little bit long story. Uh, a lot of it is what we call is really narration. It's telling the story, but by way of discourse, um, by way of these these long uh, soliloquies, these speeches, right? from David and from um, Abigail, right? So um, the speeches actually fill in kind of the backstory so that you understand the context. So maybe at first glance it wasn't entirely clear, uh, but if you pay attention to the words of the speeches, then you'll understand uh, what's going on, all right? So we're going to work through it here. Who, is the, uh, who are the main characters, though? We have three. David, right? And then also, here in verse 3, Nabal and his wife named Abigail, all right? Um, and it says that he is of the house of Caleb. Can you remember, um, why is Caleb important? Yeah, Caleb, along with Joshua, uh, was one of the two faithful spies and who was allowed to enter Canaan, right? But now we have Nabal, his son, by extension. uh, and We see how faithful the family remains. Um, Because actually, Nabal is his name, right? We had that from way towards here. Uh, in the in the discourse from abigail to david she says please let not my lord regard the scoundrel nabal for as his name is so is he nabal is his name and folly is with him his name actually means folly or fool (laughs) uh that happens often with the bible the names of the characters of the places actually indicate either the events of the place or um the character of the person right um No, Esau just means red, right? Because he he had that red skin when he was born. All right. Uh, Why does David send his men to Carmel, to Nabal? Yeah, it's right here at the end. Ask your young men, they will tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your eyes, for we have come on a feast day, and give them whatever uh, comes to your hand, to your servants and to your son David, right? So they're asking for food on the feast day. That's it. All right. As we see, that's how Abigail understood it. Um, This is similar to uh, a priest earlier, Ahimelech. Yeah, David comes to Ahimelech, remember, and David um, asks for the bread, and there's no common bread, and so Ahimelech even gives of the uh, holy bread, the show bread, right, to David, even putting his life at risk, which ultimately is true um, by way of Doeg, right? Saul has Ahimelech and all the priests killed except for Abiathar, right? And now... Um, we come to this man who is quite prosperous, is not putting his life on the line, well, maybe not significantly anyway, um, and he refuses, right? What kind of animals appear again in this story? All right, all scripture testifies of Jesus. It's not a coincidence that we have a rich man, think about the parable of the rich man, or sheep and goats, separation of the sheep and goats. We have all sorts of illusions that Jesus picks up on later. Um, in his storytelling, in his parabling. What was David's initial reaction to Nabal's answer? Uh, David's men turn there. David said, every man gird his sword, right? So David's (laughs) angry, and he's prepared to take vengeance on Nabal and actually on his whole household. All right, well, how does Abigail get involved? All right, well, we missed the context, by the way. I wanted to point this out. It's right here in the language of David's servants to Nabal that David, as he's out in Carmel, has been protecting um, Nabal's flocks, right? He's been serving um, as, you know, warrior shepherds, his men, to help protect Nabal's possessions, all right? So, again, how does Abigail get involved? Yeah, it's one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, right? Now, remember, this is what David had said with his messengers. Nabal, just ask your servants, and your servants will tell you what happened, right? But he doesn't. He just denies them. Here, one of the young men ends up telling Abigail, right, what happened. Um, Abigail, we said Nabal means fool. Abigail means my father is joy. My father is joy. I think that's pretty important, along with the description of her which we see back here at the beginning, that she was of good understanding and beautiful in appearance, a woman of good understanding and beautiful in appearance. And her name means, "Fought my father is joy. What does that make her? That makes her a picture of the church who is intelligent and beautiful, right? Seeking the true bridegroom. Uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, again, all scripture testifies of Jesus. Um, well, I'll just spoil it. As we keep reading, think about the parable of the wise and the foolish virgins. All right. We'll come back to that. Uh, so, what's Abigail's response? When she finds out, Abigail made haste, see that in verse 18, right? Um, to bring gifts to David to plead for his mercy, right? She, she does not tell Ab- uh, Nabal. All right. Notice what um, David says, and this is an important statement right here. We just heard it in our last story yesterday, back in uh, chapter twenty-four. Now we have it again here. Something very similar, right? We mentioned it a couple days ago in regards to Joshua, not Joshua, excuse me, Joseph. Right? What you meant for evil, God meant for good. Yesterday, um, you have repaid me good, um, but I have I have only paid out evil, is what Saul said. Now today, in regards to. Um, Nabal, right? I have protected all that this fellow has in the wilderness so that nothing was missed of all that belongs to him, and he has repaid me evil for good. So we keep having these kinds of um, give and take where uh, one man is evil towards the other, and but yet that man re- responds with good, or in this case, he, re- he does good for Nabal, who responds with evil, right? Uh, of course, that's a, a mark of, what do you want to call it? Um. well, of the wrong kind of wisdom, certainly, uh, but of a corrupt heart, I would say. Paying back evil for good. What's the significance of destroying um, all the males of the household? Yeah, this is more than just simply like ending their uh, lineage, although that's true, that's what would happen for Nabal. But it also Remember, by attacking the sons, you're attacking um, the the seed line, right? The line of the promise, right? So that's why um, the firstborn is treated, uh, must be redeemed or bought back, for example, in every um, Israelite household, because that's a mark or a point, that pointing towards the firstborn son, Jesus Christ, right? Who won't be redeemed back, but will actually be given into service to the church, namely to die for her. Right, so David's attacking the way because they've rejected the Lord. He's attacking the line of the promise. Uh, from whom did Abigail? For whom did Abigail plead? Right, we already pointed this out. For Nabal, right, to show mercy on him because he's a fool. Um, there's a significant. I mean, there's really a lot of significance to our prayer. It sounds very similar. Well, I mean, to many of the prayers of uh, of women in the scriptures, but here. Notice what she commends David to, and I think this is key. We've been talking about this throughout the whole narration of David and Saul, right? is that we we leave it to the Lord to take care of our enemies, to, to apply vengeance. She does the same, right? She says, Now therefore, my Lord, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, since the Lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed, so the Lord has restrained David, she confesses, and from avenging yourself from his own hand, now then, let your enemies and those who seek harm, for my Lord, be as Nabal, right? In other words, um, she, she's praying that David be kept from bloodshed and that the Lord be the one to avenge um, his, en- her en- his enemies, right? And remember, your enemies, because you are in Christ, then are also Christ's enemies, right? And you can then pray to him to avenge um, those who seek to do you hurt and harm, to attack you or your faith. She makes a really brilliant confession here in verse 28. Right. And again, if she's a model or picture of the church with her five virgin companions who are wise, all right, we'll get to that. Look at what she prays. Somehow she knows, right? Forgive the trespass of your servant, for the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house, because my Lord fights for the battles of the Lord, and evil is not found in you throughout your days. Right. So she confesses that. Um, the Lord will establish through David a kingdom that will go on forever, right? Hmm. A long-lasting dynasty for, Sam- for David. Uh, we see something like this in 2 Samuel chapter 7, right? when God makes the promise by way of Nathan to David. Now it came to pass when the king was dwelling in his house that the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies all around, that the king said to Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells inside tent curtains. Then Nathan said to the king, Go and do all that is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. But it happened in the night that the word of the Lord came to Nathan, right? And he says, you don't need to establish a house. Um, and I'll just skip ahead here. But my mercy shall not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I removed from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever, right? Which is ultimately then fulfilled in the Son of David, Jesus Christ. What did Abigail recall by her words here at the end of verse twenty-nine? In the lies of your enemies, he shall sling out from as from the pocket of a sling. Of course, you catch caught that reference, right? That's David's victory over Goliath. Now, note um, after Abigail is done with her soliloquy here that uh, David blesses or praises who? Yeah, blessed, blessed is the Lord God of Israel who sent you. So he confesses that the Lord God sent Abigail to meet him that day, right? How do Nabal's actions, uh, of course he shows mercy on her, how does Nabal's actions show that he had disregard for God in his ways? There's this key phrase right here in verse 36 that he holds a feast in his house like the feast of a king. So what's Nabal doing? He's playing the king without God's um, anointing, right? And of course, this is in contrast to David, who has already been anointed by Samuel to be king. And Saul currently serving as king. All right, what happened when Abigail told Nabal everything, when the wine finally got over his hangover? Now, uh, his heart failed, and he became like a stone, paralyzed. Uh, why did Nabal live ten days longer? Ten, the ten words, that points to the law, doesn't it? Right, and the judgment of the law. What did Nabal's death confirm for David? Yeah, that the Lord, look at here, upholds his cause, Right. Blessed be the Lord who has pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal and has kept his servant from evil. The Lord has returned the wickedness of Nabal on his own head. Um, You can actually see David pray like this uh, in Psalms 54 through 59. (laughs) All right, we've looked at some of these already, but like Psalm 54, the prescript is, a contemplation of David when the Ziphites went and said to Saul, is David not hiding with us? Psalm 55, again, um, also seems to fit within this context, but no, there's no prescription there. Um, Psalm 56 is a mictum of David when the Philistines captured him in Gath, right? So that's in the context of this story. Psalm 57, a mictum of David when he fled from Saul into the cave in Adullam, right? So there again. Uh, Psalm 58, another mictum of David, the just judgment of the wicked. And then Psalm 59, a victim of David when Saul sent men and they watched the house in order to kill him. All right, so it would have made sense as we were reading through this story um, to pray Psalm 54 through Psalm 59. But there's a common theme through them all, right? To you, O my strength, I will sing praises for God is my defense, my God of mercy, right? He vindicates his name. He's the source of refuge, right? He upholds his cause, for God is my defense. God shall let me see the desire of my enemies. Psalm 54 to Psalm 59, right? Hmm. Um, Abigail became David's third wife. Why is that so important? Or what is so important about her story? Kind of alluded to this already, but it's worth pointing out. All right. Notice that Abigail was delivered from being the spouse of a fool and became the bride of the king, just as the church is rescued from the foolishness of this world to be the bride of Christ. Her position as the third wife reminds us of the resurrection when the bride of Christ is raised from death to life. How many maidens accompanied Abigail to her wedding? Again, I I told you this is important, I think. All scripture testifies of Christ. five of her maidens, which should again remind us of the parable of the wise and foolish virgins, those 10 virgins, right, who are waiting for the bridegroom. He comes to the bridegroom soon, will call us, come to the wedding feast as we sing, right? Uh, I think that's like 578 or somewhere in there in the hymnal, right? And here she is obviously the wise virgin with her five um, wise companions, right? Not the five foolish that would have belonged to Nabal. Mm-hmm. Of course, what is wisdom? I mean, we had our Psalm. Uh, memory verse, right? Psalm 111, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We've been talking about what it means to be wise and not foolish. Right? To be wise is to live in faith that commends itself entirely to the Lord. That is, to trust in the Lord um, in all things, according to his word. That's what it means to be wise. Um, so that's obviously in contrast then to the wisdom of this world. Uh, and again, as I said at the beginning, there was no... No surprise that we have a foolish man who's also quite rich. That should remind us of another parable that Jesus tells. I think he's referring to at least at least two, two of his parables refer to this story. Uh, the wise and foolish virgins, but also the parable of the rich fool.
1: Right?
0: Um, he spoke to them in a parable, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to score my cro- store my crops. So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say in my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Right? But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will the, those things be uh, which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Right? In our story today, you know, Nabal is like that rich fool, content in his riches, right? and who refuses to show hospitality to the one um, who has shown care and concern for him. right. So he's, re- he's refused to love as he's been loved by God, and how does it go for him? He's killed, just as it was with the, the rich fool in the parable, who's not content in God, but content in his riches. All right, meditation on the text. Nabal had rejected the faith of his father Caleb and clung to his wealth as Saul clung to his power. The ten young men David sent remind us that Caleb has been faithful in spite of the witness of the ten, other ten spies. Now ten bore faithful witness, but they were rejected even though they had protected the man's shepherds. As the Jews would later, later question who Jesus was, so David was questioned. Abigail is like the faithful church as she goes out to David and pleads for mercy. Significantly, she called David to spare those who had done evil for good, just as she had spared Saul in the previous chapter. As the Lord would deal with Saul, so also he would deal with Nabal on behalf of his servant David. So the church is to pray for all her enemies and be kind to those who persecute her. For the son of David has come out from the father as a rock from the sling to vanquish all our enemies. Confess our catechism for this week, the third commandment. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. Fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise or anger our parents and other authorities, but honor them, serve and obey them, Love and cherish them. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, forgive us for not honoring our parents. Strengthen our faith in Jesus, so that we do not despise or anger our parents and other authorities, but honor them, serve and obey them, love and cherish them through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray the collect for this week. O Lord, keep your church with your perpetual mercy. And because of our frailty, we cannot but fall. Keep us ever by your help from all things hurtful, and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray this Friday for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted and for the sick and dying. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray this day in Thanksgiving with Gus and Franklin who celebrate their birthday. Pray for the households of our church, especially Tara, David, Christopher and Anne, John and Linda, Julie, Wendell and Amy. We pray for those who are ill, receiving treatment or recovering, especially Tristan, Marcella, Kelsey, Ron, Amanda, Dan, John and Timothy, Janice, Sandy, Ken, Kathy and Kay. Pray for our homebound, Bev, David, Roy, Willis and J- Mickey. Pray for the missions and mercy work of our church, especially LCMS World Relief and Human Care. We pray in intercession for the gift and increase of gentleness among us, for those yet um, stranded in Afghanistan, and for all those providing relief to those suffering from the effects of Hurricane Ida. We pray for those who are grieving, especially Bill and his family at the death of Janice, and also Willis and his family at the death of his wife, Janice. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you, for into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, let's sing the first four stanzas of our hymn today. that concludes our Congregation of Prayer for today Friday, September 10th, 2021 it's good to have you with us here today you can join us again tomorrow and as we do during the school year on Saturdays um, we study our Old Testament and Epistle reading for Sunday um, because I usually don't preach on those although I did last week actually Um, and uh, it won't be this week this week the sermon text will be from the Gospel Um, but by studying the Old Testament Epistle then it brings a greater richness and depth um, to all the many and various themes um, that the Lord sets before us on Sunday. So join us in the morning for that uh, devotion. And then, of course, on Sunday at 9.30 for divine service, afterwards, Sunday school Bible class. And then after that, our annual church picnic, all right, which a great opportunity for us for time, a time of fellowship uh, and friendship and, of course, uh, mutual consolation and comfort, right? as we enjoy each other's company. So uh, make plans to have a full Sunday celebration with us. Of course, the installation of our new teacher and all of our teachers, uh, even though they've already began the school year, that's when we do it.
1: All right. So Lord be with you all. Keep you safe. We'll see you again tomorrow.